Hey, what is up, y'all? Welcome to the Top Flight Podcast. I'm your boy, Hernan. I'm with my boy, Brian, in the stool. Melo is back from vacation. I don't know why you take a vacation when the home <laughs> opener is here. But, hey, you can slide in his DMs. We got Primo on the set. Primo, was good? What's up, baby? But most importantly, bro, we got our first guest, the Top Flight Podcast. We got Chris Bills in the building. How you doing, Chris? I'm good, Hernan. Thanks for picking me up from the airport. Yes. Uh, fresh out of, out of Minnesota. Great uh, week up there for me. Not a great week for, for Austin FC. So, uh, But, yeah, I appreciate you guys having me on and excited to talk a little bit about, uh, you know, you guys are throwing me back into some, some trauma here with uh, the whole uh, tw- what, Twitter wars, the great Twitter, Twitter wars hey. of 2017. Hey. It was uh, – yeah, those are some those are some weird times. I don't know how much you guys were following through all that stuff, but um, where where you guys picked up the kind of picked up the story. But I feel like it's always interesting to hear people like when they sort of started latching yeah. on, start when they got involved in the conversation. Um, so for me, when I heard that Austin FC was announced, like the MLS ATX, I wasn't really involved in the Great Twitter Wars. Thank God I wasn't involved <laughs> in the Great Twitter because knowing me on how I am. I yeah. would have. Yeah, I would've you would have you would been stuff. muted, and then we I would have been, been muted. Yeah, I would have been muted, and so uh, we kind of hopped into the train. Well, I, for me personally, I'll speak for myself. Uh, I came into the picture probably like 2019. I first officially officially got involved with like uh, La Murga, and what at what at that point at that point in time was uh, Austin Anthem when it was just one group. Uh, February 2020 is when we went to Fourth Tap, and I officially became a Bombista player. I guess you can say. But, uh, you know, good thing I wasn't in those Twitter wars. But, Brian, I think you probably know a little bit more, I mean, about yeah. more than me on those previous. I mean, when I was keeping up with it, I was, uh, I was working at the Oracle campus on Riverside. Mm-hmm. And um, I was, like, literally ecstatic when I saw it. I was like, what? I, I, before he was, the logo was out or anything, I knew that there was rumors or, you know, the talks about Columbus moving to, to Austin and all this and that. And I didn't really know the, the backstory of pre-court and all this stuff going on. All I cared about was there's were a, there was gonna a possibility of an MLS team coming here. That's all I knew, and that's all I cared about at the moment. I didn't really care about the background story, and I was I was telling like all my my coworkers at work like, hey, there could be an MLS team, and everyone was like, no, there's no way, man. There's no, no way. No, there's no way. Where are they way. gonna put the stadium? Yeah, where, where, where are they gonna put the stadium? That's exactly what I got. It was like, where are they gonna put the stadium? I was like, dude, it doesn't matter. Like they can put it anywhere. We're like, gonna put man. it next to a discount tire, bro. No one believed me at work. <laughs> you know, I was like, uh, so. Uh, up in Minnesota, I was like, we were driving to the stadium, and I was like, oh, there's discount, discount tire, and then there's a Culver's. I was like, this is what you need for an MLS <laughs> stadium site. You need a discount tire and a Culver's, and, a Culver's. and then yeah. just shove it in there. But to, to finish place. my point, like all the, I got so much hate and denial. Yeah. Like, man, you're you're talking, you know, you're talking out your ass. It's not gonna happen. There's no way, you know, where we're gonna put the stadium. And then I met up with those same guys that I brought up like recently after not seeing them for so long. I'm like, look, exactly. I'm here. I'm at the stadium. Literally, right literally at the stadium. Literally at the stadium all those years ago where you told yeah. me that it wouldn't happen, this and that, and look, look what's happening. So yeah. Save those receipts. Yeah. Save the receipts. <laughs> exactly. Bro. And not only, I mean, you were at the home opener, but you say, I'm here at the stadium. When you say that, bro. you mean that, bro. You, bro. you, put, heart, you put blood, sweat, yeah. maybe tears at that job site. Oh, you know, you were, that, you yeah. were at the Austin FC job site in the heights of COVID. Yeah. You know, yeah. that if that's like history in COVID and history in the part of the Austin FC Stadium being built. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we shared the picture of your shirt that yeah. you got from your job. Shout and out. Road, was know, like in 2020? Yeah. Yeah. Got 2020, yeah. 2020. Shout out Austin, uh, the club for handing out to all the construction guys. They gave you hard hats? Uh, some hard hats, uh, uh, some snapbacks, some shirts, some Yeti cups. Yeah. 
mm. gift cards. They took care of us, man. They, they really hey, did. Hey, no cap for the people listening. He got a crazy trade offer for that Austin FC uh, <laughs> construction dead stock shirt. Yeah, I guess you yeah, can say yeah. it, it. You know, it says Austin FC uh, construction, uh, team. Uh, construction team construction 2020. team 2020. And he got a crazy trade. So somebody out there, I think, you know, who the 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 person that got the Diego Fagundes shirt after the home, home opener. No way. Wants to trade for, <laughs> for that Austin. Hey, FC guess what, bro? It's not going to happen. He I, said I'm it's good. not going to happen. I don't hey, know. Hey, I'll All do it days, go right here. <laughs> All those <laughs> days trading Pokemon cards for finally paying Dude, off. Dude, huh? I'm saving you, man. I'm I'll do it for you. two Bitcoin. <laughs> I mean, they're only like tw- they're only like 29 right now. Right, Melo? Can you bring up the price of uh, Bitcoin <laughs> real quick? I know no, that uh, <laughs> Ethereum took a dip yeah. earlier this week. So did Doge. But I think Bitcoin's holding at a steady 29. Yeah. 34. So if you want Brian's dead stock, team, uh, never will be released again. There's only like 50 out there, maybe yeah. even and made. Th- mine's probably the only one that's not That's used. still clean. Yeah, yeah. Everybody yeah. else. Everybody else wore them the next day. They got them, and <laughs> yeah. they're torn they up. They did wear it. You're right. You're <laughs> right. You're right. <laughs> the guys with the hats, you know, I, I just, for some reason, I was like, man, this means a lot to me because yeah. I'm a part of the team. Good thing so you I saved wanna, it. I want to save it. You know, so, so if you want it, two Bitcoins priced at $34,000 takes it. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> moving into what we came here to do, uh, our, our first guest on the podcast, you know, could have came in, you know, for, for the home opener or whatever, but we decided to push it back a little bit. Because there was going to be a lot of stuff going on that during that week, and there was Whoa. a lot of content being around. And also, our producer Melo <laughs> decided to decided go to go on to vacation, Hollywood. Man. The, the guy yeah. wanted to go see Kylie Jenner. Apparently, and <laughs> hey, to be fair, Melo had a hell of a he time. He had a hell of a time. As far as the story, hey, you want to hey, talk can about you tell it a us bit? quick, briefly, yeah. real brief. Yeah. Bro, I, I, I went to um, San Diego, Santa Monica, Long Beach, Damn, LA, yeah. Universal Damn. Studios. We had a blast. Shout out to my homies. I spent so much money. <laughs> but hey, but I don't want to count. Like, I don't want to check how much control. money I actually yeah. spent, bro. He hasn't done damage hey, but control. you got to sell your ticket for the home opener? Did you sell it? I did time? sell it, but it, w- it wasn't like crazy. It didn't cover the. <laughs> no, it didn't cover the tattoo. Do you want to say oh. how much you listed it for at the beginning? <laughs> I, mean, I was sitting for a thousand. Oh my, <laughs> oh, my God. man. Oh my God. It's people like you. Hey, man. Hey, hey, you're up on that terrace, though, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, no, yeah. yeah. Hey, that's the spot. Yeah. Like, that is the best spot in the stadium. Yeah, yeah um, because shade. Your the, tickets aren't the, just anything. The, the, view, the view is incredible. Yeah. I have almost like. I'm towards the right a little bit, but almost centered. And they when they told it to me, they said they were called tele seats like like you're in the television like you're watching from tv oh, shit. no i don't know if you saw this but like uh you know it's the best seat in the house because uh the designer of the stadium uh jonathan emmett i ran into him at circle when i was going to uh the usa that. match and he i was like talking to him about how he had to buy a ticket to get into his own stadium uh <laughs> for the for the first u.s soccer match uh for the, for the u.s women's national team match so he uh he got a ticket up in the terrace yeah. so the stadium designer, he knows where the best spots are. Yeah, so. and 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 we knew like some people in the in the east section, bro. I feel bad for y'all because oh, y'all gonna bro. get the sun, but and it's bad. To bro. be fair, at at the time that they're gonna get it, it ain't that bad, but it does make you sweat. Plus, it does also, make you sweat. if I might add, man, you could, if I'm being honest, I've been all around it. Anywhere you sit, bro, it's just oh, yeah. a badass view of the field. For bro. for people that Anywhere don't know, you, you were you. Pretty much built a fucking stadium. You <laughs> check helped. my resume. Check my resume. Check, check my resume, bro. Check, check my, my resume. resume. No, he said, <laughs> he said. He said. He said. Can I add that I 
Built that domain. <laughs> For those of you who are completely lost, oh uh, we're just quoting inside jokes off Daniel, our interviews. Daniel. Um, Daniel was his name. Just, yeah. So it was his it was his birthday. And he went to go see Austin FC. I think he said he bought a tea. He was probably with a group of people. Yeah, yeah. And he went outside to get something, I guess. And, and he, he said they didn't let him back inside. Yeah. So he was on like outside birthday. <laughs> on his birthday. Yeah. But whatever, dude. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but okay. But if, wanna, a, but if you want to check it out, we it, yeah. you know, fan reactions on We Are Austin TV YouTube channel. So go check Yo, it yeah. out. It's hilarious. <laughs> but what we came here to do, a reason why we had the guests here for this game, for the Columbus crew, re, you know, preview is because there's a lot going into this game there's a lot at stake maybe for the people on the outside looking into this matchup you might think like you know you guys are making something out of nothing but there is a lot that happened in the past four years and I cannot think of somebody more knowledgeable on the subject than Chris Bills because you like you, you were originally from Ohio right mm -hmm. so yeah, you Northwest you were Ohio. everything happened in like literally in your backyard kind of like you were there and then you moved to Austin and you've been following this team and now you're part of the Striker Texas which is one of the one if not the biggest coverage in Texas I think you guys said that you would put money up you know if like somebody wanted to challenge y'all's coverage on Texas soccer you know y'all would get a good run for y'all's money and I think that's probably true you know what I'm saying yeah it's been a crazy ride the last uh really five years since I moved here because I moved here in 2016 moved down to Austin without a job uh, with my girlfriend, Lindsay, who I'm still with. And, um, you know, I came down here. The only thing missing from Austin in my mind was, like, there's no soccer here. And, Man. like, a year later, like, I, there's no soccer here. I, you know, came down. I started, like, freelancing a bit with the Statesman, covering, like, high school football and stuff. And um, then, like, a year later, all of a sudden, Anthony Precourt's trying to join me here in, in, in Austin. And I was like, what the hell? Like, I was literally – I was an intern with the crew in 2013 uh, right after Precourt bought Austin FC. I was there when uh, they hired Greg Berhalter. Um, I was there the first day he came into the office. I might have been one of the first people uh, who talked to him when he came in because I got there real early that morning. And he was just, like, going to the break room, and he, like, stopped me and asked who I was and what I did and, like uh, – yeah, like, I always tell that story because it's, like, to me, that's kind of – that was my first interaction with Greg Berhalter. He just seems like a really cool, like, down-to-earth guy. Um, well, he got he got shoe game. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> he, he came was, to Q2. Yeah. He brought yeah, it. he was at the home opener. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 But uh, so I was there in 2013 when, um, when they hired Greg Berhalter, and then um, – I moved out to Missouri for a couple of years, and then, like I said, I moved down to Austin in, in 2016, and, and the rest is, is sort of history. Yeah, the rest is history. But I want to get in depth on this, uh, on this. Yeah, if you Columbus. don't, yeah, if you don't mind, kind of going through. You, you took some notes. And I did, did a little research. I did. So, so, so <laughs> Go today, the timeline. today yeah. I spent the morning to, you know, I dedicated some time to something very important, some very important things that a lot of us should do. I spent the morning on YouTube researching uh, <laughs> Columbus and Austin <laughs> FC stuff. Okay. Uh, shout out to my girl for supplying me with some badass Sammy's and a coffee, you know, uh, before she left to go get her uh, nails done. And I had peace and quiet to do some research. But uh, I want to, I want to, I want to start off right here, Chris. October 16th, 2017, right? Mm -hmm. Columbus crew announces a possible move to Austin. The, the tweet. 
Mm-hmm. Where were you at? And what was your first thought? So that was a crazy week for me because it was actually, if you remember, uh, it was Formula One week. Um, and I, like a week or two before Formula One, the, edit, the sports editor for the Statesman came to me and he's like, um, hey, would you like, do you know anything about Formula One? Would you want to cover it? And I'm like, yeah, I know everything about Formula One. I'm like doing the same thing you're doing. I'm like Googling, <laughs> like, who the hell are these people? Like, what is Formula One? And so that Monday, um, I went with Kevin Lytle. Um, shout out to Kevin, who was um, the OG kind of soccer writer for the Statesman. He was covering, uh, you know, the old Aztecs and stuff like that. But he also, his other beat was Formula One. And so he was sort of showing me around Coda, showing me the, around the track. And um, then, like, after, like, a long day of just talking to people out at Coda, getting to know the, the whole, you know, place, I came home and I get a call probably around, like, 6 o'clock, in the evening and it's from Kevin Lytle and he goes like do you know do you still know anybody from the Columbus crew and I was like I mean I can call a couple people like what's going on and he's like well I think they're trying to move to Austin and I was like what and like uh, the first thing that flashed in my head was uh Josh Pabetsky because um in I think sometime earlier in 2017 or maybe even like late 2016 I was at a U.S. national team. Uh, I forget if it was men's or women's, but I was at a, a watch party at Haymaker, and I was talking to Josh because he had his MLS in Austin stuff, and you know he was like trying to like pump up interest for for MLS coming there. And I was talking to him like, "How do you think it's going to happen?" And like he's like, "Well, I'm pretty sure that the Columbus Crew want to move here." And I was like, "That's not going to happen." I was like, "I was like laying out all these reasons. Like MLS fans will be pissed. Like there's so much history in Columbus. Uh, you know." it is first ever stadium you know and like all this stuff and like all these reasons that like it's not like an i told you so thing but i think a lot of those reasons that i was sort of laying out to him that night were like the reasons why it ended up kind of that part of the the story kind of ended up falling on its face because you know mls fans did get up in in an uproar you know Mm -hmm. crew fans did cause enough noise to do all that but um, but anyway, back to the Grant Wall tweet. So I had got wind of it um, and was calling some, I guess you'd say sources. At that time, I wasn't really reporting on the story. I was just trying to help Kevin out. And um, so it's like Kevin's like close to being able to break this news, and then the, t- the tweet goes out from Grant Wall, and we're like, okay, this is real. Like, yeah. we, this is confirmed. Like, this is – the biggest soccer writer in, you know, at the time he was with Sports Illustrated. Dude, that guy's and Avi, Grant Wall. It just screams legitimacy sports writer. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Old school, yeah. Yeah. Mello just pulled up the... Yeah, there the, it is. So yeah. Columbus, the, the tweet was, Columbus crew owner Anthony Procure is set to move uh, team to Austin, Texas in 2019 if downtown stadium can't happen in Columbus. Story soon. So, yeah, I mean, you can Damn. go look at the responses so, so and the, the quote tweets. It was... Like to me, and it's funny to look at those numbers because it doesn't seem like that many like retweet retweets and stuff. But like in American soccer Twitter, that is like that yeah. caught yeah. fire. And yeah. like I joked at that time that like my Twitter feed, like the people, <laughs> the, the, the people that I followed at the time was like a curated Twitter feed for the Columbus Crew to Austin story because I was. You know, for people that don't know, like I was a, I was a, you know, I was a crew intern. I, you know, was like a casual crew fan. I, I grew up two hours from 
you know, Columbus. So I wasn't like, I won't claim to be like a diehard, but I kind of got into it in college. I went to college like an hour from, from Columbus. So I'd drive down and, you know, bring some buddies every once in a while and go to the stadium. So like when that happened, I was following like a lot of the hardcore like fans and media and stuff like that. And I was getting sort of ingrained into the soccer scene here in Austin. And so like, it was, it was just like, I couldn't believe it was happening. Like for the whole first week I was like, because it was during formula one week. So I came, uh, you know, I was like covering formula one. I'm like in the middle of like the media room in formula one. And I'm like watching videos of Anthony Precourt talking to like media in Austin. I'm like, what is happening right now in my life? And then like a week later, cause I was thinking the whole time, like, what do I do as a journalist with this? Right? Like, I, do I stay like a fan, you know, and like try and like, you know, because I'm not going to lie. Like at first, before I like dug into it and all that, I was, I was kind of pissed. I was like, this is like, like, I know the history of like the crew and like all this stuff. Like the same reasons I told Josh Babetsky, I was like, like, how are you going to just rip the crew out of Columbus? Like, like there's not that many people that care about it, but the people that care about it really care about it. And then like a week later, I was talking to Kevin and, you know, you know, talking to the Statesman folks and they were like, yeah, I think we want to send somebody up to the playoff game up there. And I'm like, Hmm, like, do I want to be a journalist now? And like, just put all these, you know, the several crew t-shirts and stuff, put them in the closet, put them away. Yeah. And just like, you know, cover this thing both sides and figure out what the hell's going on here. And that's where I came from as a reporter that I was like, okay, if this thing's going to happen, I know the people in Columbus. I know the soccer community a little bit in Austin. I'm going to get to know them better. Um, and I want to be here for this story. Like if MLS comes to Austin, like I want to be in the, in the middle of it. So what I did was I just, you know, went at it from the perspective of like, if this is going to happen, then people need to know how it happened and they need to know every little detail yeah. of what happened and what's going on and who the players are and who's, you know, trying to get this build on this piece of land and who's trying to, you know, lie about stuff and gaslight people and all this stuff. And <laughs> so that's how I got involved in the story was just trying to be as dogged as I could. And honestly, like, you can ask my girlfriend, like I spent way too many hours on freaking like city yeah. council, it like happens, message bro. boards and all this stuff. Like, yeah, um, happens. like two years of my life just basically like gone, but I guess it was worth it in the end. Cause so, here I mean, we are, all, here I am <laughs> and we are Austin TV. Hey. <laughs> it's all, it's all here worth it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, so during, during all these, all the stuff that's going on, it was also like, since you mentioned, uh, uh, you know, decisions that you made in your career and what you wanted decided to do. So it was a mixture of, Columbus coming to Austin and then yourself deciding to, you know, be a journalist and all that. And mm-hmm. for, you know, just for some backstory for people that are just getting into this league, Columbus crew is historic. Huge. Wasn't it the first announced? I don't think club? it, I think San, San Jose was the first MLS. No, or Columbus, crew, first Columbus crew was the first announced. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. San Jose played the first match against, uh, who they play? I have no idea. They had a crazy kit though. And they had probably some, DC United or something. DC and it was DC yeah. United. Okay. Yeah. First match. But uh, Columbus Crew was the first announced team, and the reason for that was, uh, was you know, I was just watching this. Uh, they were on FIFA 2004. Uh, I think they had their first stadium too, right? The it first. Was the yeah, first that stadium. was so. Yeah. It was 96. Uh, I think they announced it maybe like 95 or whatever. But they announced it because they actually were the only city that got 10,000 season ticket, like basically deposits. What you'd say deposits. Yeah. Now. and that was big. 
Yeah, it was huge at the time. It was huge at the time. Austin FC said, hold yeah. my beer. Yeah. They said, they said, hold my beer. And they had, what was it like? They had like 20,000 yeah, on the wait 40, list? 40,000. Like now it's 40? Well, no, 40. They had 40,000 deposits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Deposits, you're 40, right. They had 40,000 deposits, shit. yeah. Well, Cincinnati, or who who just broke that? They St. Louis, uh, I think. St. Louis St. just Louis. broke that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I got a question but for you, Bill. You can never have something nice. And this is like, I've my understanding of this whole Columbus move from pre-court my understanding was that in his contract, when mm-hmm. he bought the Columbus Crew, there was a clause. The famous release if, clause. If he were to move the club, it would be to Austin, right? Is that yeah, true? Yeah, so, so like the clause, the clause was so funny because like the night that that broke, um, like, like I said, it was a competitive story. Like people knew that this was sort of uh, rumbling. This was a rumor, and then Grant Wall got it first. But uh, the Columbus Dispatch uh, beat writer at the time, his name's uh, Adam, Adam Jardy. And he put up like, I want to say it was like a column. It was like very, it was like an opinionated piece that went up like that night. It was like, you know, what that, what time's that tweet? Nine fifty one. It probably went up at like eleven, eleven thirty. Well, that, you're and right. That was at ten o'clock at night. Yeah. So it was late at night. Yeah. Um, what what was I doing October sixteenth, twenty seventeen? I don't know. Like, <laughs> I was probably like, you have a bowl or something. I, <laughs> I, was, I, was, I, was, I was probably, you know, what I was doing? I was probably arguing with a Barca fan. About how Ronaldo is the goat because that was prime <laughs> Real Madrid era, prime Real Madrid. Sorry, era. mate, you were wrong, mate. So hey, <laughs> hey, get out, hey, get out of town, brother. Get so out of town. the Just clause saying, like was first the first time I heard about that was like in this uh, dispatch story that went up the night that the, all this was happening, and I like remember reading it, and then the next morning it was gone. Damn, <laughs> like this story was gone because like there were some stuff in there that like that being one of the that um, this is me sort of putting my journalist hat on, but also like knowing, I don't know this firsthand, but I, I like, I imagine what happened is that the story got posted without too much vetting. And there was like, some of the stuff wasn't like totally confirmed, but so like later on that year at uh, MLS cup, uh, Don Garber had a press conference and Alexi Lawless was actually the one who asked the question about the, that guy's messy, bro. Uh, yeah. yeah. He that asked the question messy, about bro. the Austin clause yeah. and Don Garber just like answered the question. He's like, Oh yeah. The Austin clause. Like he, he's like, he just like, the way that uh, Alexi Lalas worded the question, Don Garber was like, yes, this and this and this. And I'm like, he just confirmed the Austin clause. Yeah, like, yeah, he yeah. just confirmed that. And, like, yeah. so that's how we knew that that was, that, like, that was le- legit. And, they, yeah, yeah, the idea, Mello, was that he bought the Columbus crew for $68 million. And at the yep. time, they couldn't sell the team. Like, they were trying to sell it to a local owner. Basically, uh, nobody wanted to take on the debt and yep. pay money for the team. So they're like, uh, you know, they're like, we can't sell this team. So they sold it. Anthony Precourt came into the picture and he was interested, but he wanted to be able to have the option if things weren't working out to be able to move it. And the city that he picked was Austin. Do so, we know, yeah. do we know where Anthony Precourt gets his wealth? Is it, does he come from a wealthy family? Yeah. Or, so or, his or family, what? his family, his dad um, is in the oil business. Um, Smart H- Houston, Smart so like they, there's some Texas connections there, and they have a big presence in. Uh, I, think it, I think it's Vail, America, baby, Vail, Colorado. Hell yeah. Um, but yeah, and his dad's name is on the Stanford, one of the Stanford schools. Oh, uh, don't uh, don't tell me he was in Skull and Bones, bro. <laughs> he, he better not be in Skull and Bones. Bro. He better not be involved with Prescott Bush yeah. and uh, Daddy Bush. But you know, you know, you were there at Q2. When we saw the the banner, the famous banner that was yeah. that that was flown over yeah. our home, our turf, bro. It really our stole stadium. my thunder. 
Really stole my thunder. R- bruh. We had a plane flying. Yeah, we did. No, nobody's talking about our freaking plane. Like, we're oh, just talking about pre-court's shit. plane. No, they stole y'all's thunder <laughs> like that? <laughs> Damn, dude. But the the banner oh, read, pre-court is a snake. Pre-court is a snake, man. And, like, there was so much going on in this in this whole process because, you know, you talk about everything going on politically, like, you know, this tweet, that tweet, this decision that decision but then when you you make more research and you dive in and you see the fan side of it pre-court was a villain in columbus to yeah. in, in, in these times there was this picture mm-hmm. that i saw on on twitter of one ketchup bottle <laughs> and one mustard bottle in a hot dog stand for everybody bro like think about it if at q2 stadium oh my god there was just like you know one little spot of nacho cheese for everybody's nachos so i'm eating my hot dog just dry like that so so everybody was all like yo like you can't neglect us so then so then pre-court drops a tweet and i wrote it down because i had to fires back he fires something like that something like that he says and i quote i really do feel sorry for you crew fans it's an uncertain it's an uncertain time I recognize and I take full responsibility for the situation I have put us in. And everybody was all like, hell no. Hell no. Crocodile wow. tears, bro. Get out of here. You know what I'm saying? Like, we know that you don't care. You, that you don't yeah, care he's, about he's, it. His mind yeah. is elsewhere. His mind yeah. is elsewhere. Yeah. Kind of yeah. like Redis. Kind of like Redis. Speaking shout of out, Twitter shout stuff, out like the MLS2ATX Twitter account, like the first tweet that got put out from the MLS2ATX Twitter account you know how it has like the geo stuff, like the, yeah. like it tells you where the yeah. tweet was posted from. Yeah. Where do you think the first MLS two ATX oh, tweet came from? Columbus. Columbus? Yeah. Oh, in what? Columbus, Ohio. Oh my God. Yeah. They had the people. They had the people from their Austin PR firm that were in Columbus working on the MLS two ATX stuff. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my. Dude, so like mistakes, wild. mistakes were made. That's wild. Yeah. And and. I know that Chris Bills has been on every podcast in Central Texas, and you've you've spoken about this issue many times, you know. But a lot of people haven't gotten the top flight side of it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, there's there's a lot that went into it. And I, like I said before, I, if anybody was going to be on here talking about the game that's coming up on Sunday, which is the biggest game of the season for me, because if we're if yeah. we're being real. We're probably not going to make playoffs by the way we're going. And some of you are going to say that it's okay. And at the end of the season, I might be like, fuck it. It's unless, okay. Unless we get reinforcements. Unless man. we get yeah. reinforcements. But we got a hell of a five games coming up. We're going to talk about them a little yeah. bit, right? But if, if anybody was going to tell us anything about this game, it was going to be – I mean, about the whole buildup to this game was going to be Bills. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, that was going to be that was gonna be the perfect yeah. person. The perfect person. And so one of the one of the questions that I, that I that I also had for you was like, is this a is this a, a fabricated rivalry, or is there enough in this to kind of kick kickstart something? Well, I think like it's like what you said uh, driving over here about like the people that didn't know who Precord is, yeah. on, you know, when they saw the plane. Like, I think it's going to depend what happens on the field because I think there's a general awareness out there that like there's some kind of tie between Columbus and Austin. Definitely from the Columbus side, I think they want to like they want to beat the shit out of out of Austin, and they're gonna let you know every time. uh, You know, like if 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 can you imagine like like allow yourself to to kind of feel the emotion of this because. What is it going to be like if Columbus scores the first goal in Q2 oh Stadium? My God, they're never going to let you. They're, they're never going to let you live that down. As bro, a fan. I, like I that's my worst fear. I, I didn't. I, I didn't realize that until somebody until one of you brought it up after the game, or yeah, like we bro. talked about it later that night on Twitter. Like this leaves the door open for Columbus to score the first yeah. goal. Like that'll never be erased. This is like Diego Fagundes' goal. 
Yes. That how we say he scored the first goal, and, and that's history. Yeah. It is. If Columbus score first, bro, what are, what are we going to do, bro? Bro, to be honest, They're going to make memes of me, bro. Yeah. Like, I would much rather, I would, like, and this sounds kind of bad to say it, but I would much rather us, if we were to lose 2-1, but score first, <laughs> yeah. rather than tie. Go up early. Go up early. Yeah, go up early, score, and then lose, rather to tie the game, Fuck. but them score first or win the game. Man, it's just the historic moment. You, you only have one of those, and we have to score first at Q2, Primo. man. Primo, what would you do if Lucas uh, Celarayan scores a banger of a oh free kick? Oh my God! In the in the in the twenty seventh minute, and Stuber don't even go for it. He's left flat footed on the line. He just like does lo crucificaron, bro. Like that up top corner. Crucificado. Celarayan and hold on, and it's on the opposite side, right? <laughs> but he runs to the supporter <laughs> section. Oh my God! And he does He's this. Giving this dude ideas. He now. does this. He does this. Like oh, that. No, he does bro. that. No, bro. What do you do, bro? bro? We're, we're going to get fined. Oh, what do you oh. do, bro? Oh. But see, that's the thing, though. That's the kind of thing that could happen, and then this would be an actual rivalry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. bro. You know, that, like, that, because, because like, otherwise, like, if it's just, like, a, you know, if it's a nil-nil or, you know, even if Austin wins and gets their first, like, the story from that game will be, like, Austin got their first win at Q2 Stadium. They scored the first goal at Q2 Stadium. And you kind of forget about all the crew and pre-court stuff. Yeah. But if Columbus wins or if Columbus scores the first goal, I think that's what sort of sparks the rivalry. And if, So, if, I don't know. Like, And if you want to bring up Diego, like, because Diego had a tweet today, or I don't know, was it today or tomorrow? Apologizing to the fans over that, oh, yeah. over the Minnesota performance, saying that tomorrow, I mean Sunday's game is on another level. It's a different game for us. So by the by the way he tweeted, it almost seems like you know just him, but it seems like the players are up for it too. And I I feel like dude. Pretty well, cool. I think that you got to remember the actual soccer side of this stuff too. Because I think we get we get lost a lot of times in the fan narrative and all this stuff with pre-court. But, you know, Josh Wolf coached for, coached in Columbus. Oh, that's true, a lot yeah. of these players yeah. played in uh, Columbus. Stuver like, is from Columbus. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Stuver's from Cleveland, but uh, – yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But he, he played Sorry. for Columbus. Played yeah. for Columbus. Not he for played Columbus. for Columbus. Yeah. Uh, Hector Menez played for Columbus. Yeah. Ben Sweat played for Columbus. Tarbell Tarbel played for Columbus. Uh, Burhalter played for Columbus. Damn. There's, like, two more. Um, well, he brought his, his guys. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, like these guys, they don't want to lose to their old team. Like they, like Josh Williams played with all these guys. They don't want to lose to Josh. Precourt you know? should walk in that locker room before half before the game starts, and sit everybody down and be like, "Look, that's a slippery look, look, slope. Look, look, slippery he should slope. walk in that locker room and be like, a win bonus for everybody. Fifty k, fifty k each. <laughs> each guys, a win bonus. Give him a bonus. Give, give him a bonus. Fifty k, and you get to hang out with Matthew McConaughey for one weekend, oh, <laughs> anywhere in the country. What? Primo, primo, primo. What would you do though if Columbus scores first and they win the game though, two two zero? What would you do, brother? I don't know, bro. I'll probably pull my hair out, leave. I don't know, bro. I, and the scary <laughs> thing is, I can see that happening, bro. Nah, well, hey, not bro, scary probably not just him like running all the way, but them scoring a banger, bro, it could happen, bro, could and it's happen. scary. Yeah. And so, Sardis is also pretty good. They have a good team. It's Columbus a good team overall, team. bro. Columbus, it's a good I mean, squad. They're, they're, they're the defending Zardes. champions. They and they're the champions, bro. champions, bro. And they're champions, so. This is going to be nice. I mean, Zardis has, has a lot more goals than any Austin FC forward. Oh, there we go. Hey, like, hey. Screw the crew. It's feeling so nice here, brother. I mean, like, that's the kind of thing. It's like, I got freaking surgery. Like, let's let's talk about the, the striker situation real quick. Yeah. Go Thinking for back it. to the crew Go stuff. Go for it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, get, I got, like, Sergio on my mentions. Like, some of you guys are, like, oh, talking uh, about, like. Sergio, Tristan. I love you, Sergio. I love you, Sergio. Yeah. But, like, if you're going to be an MLS fan. 
Bro, you got to be an MLS fan. Yeah. Like, there's certain, like, you got to live within the, though, the realm of reality, right? Yeah. 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 We're not, like, they're going to, Austin FC's not going to go out and sign Ronaldo and Messi. Oh, yes. Okay? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, like, yeah. like, get it out of your head, yeah. right? Yeah. Get it out. Yeah. Because, tell like, tell him, Chris. you don't need to spend $15 million to score goals in this league. Exactly, no. bro. No. Like, look at the leading goal scorers right now and, like, guys that are effective forwards. It's like, Jossi Zardes, Chris Wondolowski, like all these guys. The Seattle, are, Seattle. Uh, uh, what's Ra- Seattle? Raul yeah, Ruiz yeah, yeah. was like, uh, I think he was three million. Then from there's that that one kid. Cade, it might have been, it might have been like seven. Cade Cowell? No, what's like Cade Cowell? He's Cade from Cowell? San Jose. He's seventeen. Like, yeah. They're gonna sign a Ford that you haven't heard of. Like, sorry, Sergio. Yeah. Unless I mean, unless it's and all of Twitter and all of but Twitter. But like, this isn't Club America, man. Like, they they can't go yeah. out and just like waste their money because if you sign a guy to a four or five year contract or to a lot big contract and then he doesn't pan out, like you're screwed. Your your whole yeah. franchise is, is done at that yeah. point until that guy's contract is over. It's I mean, a big look at tumor on you. Like, you gotta live within the MLS sphere if you're gonna yeah. be an MLS fan. Otherwise, just like go back to your old team, go back to Chelsea, and just like follow <laughs> that because like. I, I, Holland. This is a rant. Holland. This is a Holland. bit of a rant that I've been sitting on for a bit. But nah, like, you're good. Come on, yeah. guys. Like, nah, nah, like, nah, just nah, live sure. within a realm of possibility. They can be like seven to ten million dollars, something like that. Like, I could totally yeah. see Austin FC going and signing somebody, but it's going to be somebody from South America or Mexico that that you probably don't think is like a big name. But like, look at Diego Rossi, man. Like that yeah. that guy who came into the league and he's scoring, you know, why, scoring goals every week. And Martinez you know? I've been from saying Venezuela it, bro. too, man. Melo said that we got the wrong what? Guayos. The wrong Guayos. We should have gone Uruguayos. <laughs> he said that we got Paraguayos. We should have got Uruguayos. <laughs> Uruguay has, has, has history. And they, oh, they, yeah, they, they have they, great they players. Yeah. Fede Valverde. It's, it's insane. It's insane. Yeah. Um, El Loco. Anyway, we can get back to Columbus I, now. I just needed to, need to go off on Sergio. I'll bring it back to Columbus real quick. Wait, hold on. Before you bring it back to Columbus, why'd you yeah. bring up Chicharito? Oh, I just want to show uh, the, the top scorers in MLS. Okay. Oh, okay, okay. Chicharito, Ruiz Diaz, Saloy. Bro, Daniel. Daniel, shall we? For those of you that are just listening, obviously you're not here at the Top Flight Podcast studio, but we got Bali in the studio chilling with my boy D. <laughs> but, Daniel, was I not saying. Bring Chicharito to Austin FC. And what did everybody yeah, tell did. me? Are you stupid? Well, yeah. Look at how he's playing. I was like, bro, yeah. are, do you not read his Instagram captions? Yeah. This guy is going to go off next season, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This guy. He's got <laughs> something bro, to He was prove, getting so bro. much criticism saying that he was on the internet more than playing on the pitch, which was true. You know what I'm saying? But I knew he was due for a comeback, bro. And he got so much stick right but off like, the bat. You also got up on the screen the leading Stuber. leading assists in yeah. MLS is, is Carly oh, Seal. And like I tweeted right. this this morning, but like. If you want an example of what you can do in one window, like uh, I'm pretty sure New England brought in both Carly Seal and Gustavo Bo during the summer window when they when they hired Bruce Arena, mm. and they're the best team in the East right now. Yeah. Like that's the New England Revolution. Like I still can't believe I can't. I like I think in my tweet I even said like, might I think I said might be the best team in the East. They are the best team in the East. I just can't accept it yeah. because it's like, what the hell is going and on? Quick, quick. Yeah. What but, do you think of their new crest, man? Oh, dude, man! Like they better move into a, a new stadium. That's a Boston crest, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. but I like the crest. I, you like me it? Too, me I like too. it. I like the crest. You know, I like I, see, bring it up I, real quick. Bring it up. But like, you yeah. can't get rid of the the. the it's the, the only the one left. The crayon flag, man. And the crayon flag. Yeah, just like leave it, man. <laughs> it's the only one left. All, all these clubs revolution? wanna wanna like you know be more of like a international look. They wanna kind of you know. They all wanna be FC now. They all wanna be FC. United. I think it looks lit. It's not that bad. I like it. I like it. It's not that bad. Out of all the rebrands, I think I think this one is by far one of the best ones because Mm. uh, Montreal or I'm sorry, 
Um, Club de Foot. Club de Foot. Montreal, Club de foot Montreal. I think it's whack. Uh, Columbus, I mean, come on. Yeah, I don't know. Like <laughs> you know what I'm saying. But like yeah, the New England, Houston, like Houston. like like if you saw if you took away the uh, New England from that and the Revolution from that, and you just like put that on a board and you asked me what league that team plays in. Yeah, like England. what would you say? England. I'd say it's yeah. like a rugby team. You, you would have no idea. You'd say probably England, maybe, maybe Germany. I would say yeah. some sort of like yeah, probably England, second division. England. England. Yeah, 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 it's like a championship a, team. It's a championship yeah, or yeah, league yeah. one championship team. team. Now look at the New England Revolution logo. Where's that? Oh, team that's that's the US. This is classic. Yeah. That's that's America, man. Yeah. That's America. So hey, that's hey, my point. It's like why? Why destroy the history of this league? You know? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I thought this was America. Yeah, <laughs> you know? but to be fair to New England, all these clubs are doing the same thing, man. Yeah. They're they're copying Premier yeah. League clubs. They're copying they European some, clubs. You know, they I have mean, the freaking consultant the group. They have like these. And you know, they're doing these studies, and they're like, "Oh, I mean, you have to do this." Yeah. And the reason being is because they they feel, and I agree with with uh, this talk about the MLS that the MLS could potentially grow and Trash. become one of the biggest leagues. I tell this. You all, know how the they're time. gonna do that though. Just spend some money and buy some players. Yes, bro. Yes. And, and your crest isn't gonna. And the fact, that it's, the fact that it's a closed uh, market, there is no relegation or promotion. Investment oh, in this oh, league oh, is, is 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 <laughs> not as as risky as it is in other leagues. Like there's where the, your team can get you know relegated or another. Boom! You know. Right there. That's it. So should the MLS sooner oh, or later man. implement a promotion relegation? Because they're happen, they're making man. new. Third never, division, never blah, gonna blah, blah. Happen, mate. Never. bro. There are Jamie Vardy's out there waiting to explode. No, bro. The, the, the owners have invested way too much money to ten to years. Ten years from now, man, I'm I'm not saying two to three years. I'm saying 10, 15 years into the future. Depends if on soccer's even not, around. I mean, the twenty twenty six World Cup is going to be huge for this. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's not going to be huge. Like you remember yeah. when Clint Dempsey came back. Uh, to the U.S. Yeah, like he, when he yeah, came yeah, when he came to yeah. Seattle and like you're like oh, this yeah, dude's yeah, in his yeah, prime. Like, yeah. what is he doing? Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, and Josie Altador and, and Michael Bradley came back. Mm-hmm. Like, 2026. Think about how old, like how old will G, will Christian Pulisic be and Gio Reyna in, in his and prime. like like all those guys. Prime. Like, imagine the push right out on the the back end of that 2026 World Cup if a lot of those guys. Like say they go make the semifinals or you know even let, let's dream. Even let, I, let's I, dream. I actually think they will. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. I yeah. think they will. I gotta make it to making it to the final four in that world. Like Cup. imagine the buzz around that, and then imagine oh all those guys God. sign with MLS teams. Like, not only that, imagine all the money yep. they yeah. would make in the country, bro. Yeah. So uh, much money would be we're generated. Talk, we're bro. talking now, you know. Could it? Know. Could it jump football? Could no. it? Could no. it jump no. football no. in no. this country? Could it's it jump? It's going to, bro. It's going to, brother. Budweiser, look, Budweiser and Bud Light are going to realize that parents aren't letting their children play football no more. And they're signing all these little kids up to these soccer leagues. You know what I'm saying? Because it's the safer alternative to uh, sports. And football, honestly, bro, I see football declining. It's it's just the thing that the football, it's it's, too big. The roots are so deep, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's colleges, high school. I mean, dude, here in Texas, high school uh, state games are like Super Bowls out here, man. And that's that's one thing that made it so difficult for people to imagine MLS even making it to ATX. Because we were like, bro, we already got the Longhorns, bro. Like, where are you going to put the stadium? (laughs) <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's the biggest Where are you thing. Put the I got. We're gonna put the stadium. Wayne, we'll put it on Zilker Park. Yeah. Fuck it. <laughs> but uh, Chris, I, I, I want to ask you, what were the what were the parts or the lots that they were considering in the movement from LS to ATX? Because it wasn't just oh, McCallum sure, yeah. the whole time. I did a thing. I think I did like a hashtag MLS to ATX tour. 
mm-hmm. where I like invited people out to, uh, and Derek Ensign was actually the first one. Hey, you guys know Derek. Derek? Yeah, I know yeah. Hey, yeah. So Derek was actually He's the first one guy. that saw Macalo with me. Uh, but that was after we went to uh, the different stadium sites were, I mean, Butler Shores Metropolitan Park, which was downtown, was was definitely a no go. But like they 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 really pushed hard for that one. Um, and almost destroyed the whole deal because they were trying to push too hard for it. Yeah. And they had uh, Roy G. Guerrero Park. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That's like you mentioned Oracle. Like uh, that's what we were p- kind of picturing. It's like Oracle oh, Stadium been, out yeah. there, you know. Yeah. Um, and then there was some other park that I'm not remembering, but they had some other uh, training sites. There was the that Home Depot out. Um, the Home Depot off of. Probably 35. like 35, the one that's 35 not open in St. anymore. John's. The yeah. one that's not open anymore. That was yeah. like on the map. Like it was all these places that the city wanted to get rid of, basically. Yo, for, for the longest time, that Home Depot, I don't know if this is true or not, but my parents always told me that they were going to turn that into an immigration office. For the longest time, they kept telling me that. You're just bro, trying to scare you. Get bro, home before the, the, bro, the street lights come on. Bro, no cap. Every year, every year, every year that I that I grew old, and as I got my first car and I started to drive, I always drove by there, and I'm like, when are they gonna start this shit? Like, <laughs> is this ever it's, gonna it's happen? It's been Home Depot. Just it's co- I get my COVID test. Is it ever gonna happen? You know what I'm saying? But, but that would have so, been a weird spot yeah. to put the stadium, though. It is on 35, 183. Uh, that would have been a weird. That would have been, been weird. weird. The traffic would have been insane, especially how they demoed that yeah. overpass. Man, oh, my God. So like the, the thing with Macalo was always the transportation. It's like, how are you going to pe- get people in there? And I think we're still like people. It would be before it was, uh, where are you going to build the stadium? Now it's like, how do I get to the stadium? Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. Oh, my God, dude. The shuttle? Oh, yeah. A joke. Joke. Hey, a parking's, joke. parking's 40 bucks, though, bro. Parking's forty bucks. You know so how much the train is? Oh, it's free. Well, it's free. Th- yeah, until uh, July fourth. July, and then and then it's seven bucks. Seven bucks. Yeah. I'll take hey, the train any day, baby. That's yeah. the move, bro. You know, actually, I was paying forty I was bucks. telling Chris this, and whenever we shoot pods, or you can ride your bike. You could. Some of y'all can ride your bike, like Melo. No, you can't. Primo, <laughs> Primo <laughs> can ride. Bro, I'll Could you imagine Melo after that you, bike ride? You got to leave tonight. <laughs> you got to leave tonight. Yeah. To be the only I, I guarantee you'd be the only one on the terrace that rode his bike yeah. to the stadium. <laughs> <laughs> Primo, oh could. Primo could ride his bike. Don't you live close there, Primo? Yeah, bro. I live like... Just the neighborhood right behind uh, Fort Real OG, bro. bro. Real OG. I, we, That's what some we people don't get about us. That's what some game. people don't yeah. get. Yeah. Dude, it's, it's like a 10, yeah, 15 minute walk. If you want to move into like the location, man, the domain right there, that area, the north side right there on Burnett Road and Breaker, man, that's that's where we all like rode our bikes as a kid. We knew that 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 fenced out area where there was just a bunch of you know just just like what the bro, hell Daniel, is it? Daniel lived like I'd say like eight houses up the street from me forever. What was where the domain is now? The domain. Like Wait, was, uh, so shout out to my boy, Ari Silva. He put a tweet out earlier today. He said that he used to work at the IBM that was once the, the domain. So ah. I think there was like some type of maybe office building. I don't know. Honestly, I can't the really IBM remember is, that far back. Yeah, it's on metric. And uh, that's where we used to play yeah, soccer. Village we, lamp, yeah. okay. Bro, we used to play soccer there at IBM and we got kicked out. <laughs> bro, we, we, we got we got kicked out and then they wouldn't let us back in. But they had a sweet setup. Yeah, but they left they the guys playing setup. Quidditch. Yeah, 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 they yeah. wouldn't kick those guys. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Why didn't you kick out Harry Potter? Yeah. Yeah. You know, Austin's a Quidditch city, baby. Oh, yeah, man. Hey, it, it, it I saw, is. I see that a lot more often. It kind of is, bro. And I'm always Austin's intrigued. How do you nah, tell people? Austin's a Quidditch city. How do you tell people what they're doing? How? 
Like, has anybody asked you, what are they doing? Has anybody asked you that? How do you, how do you tell them, oh, they're playing Quidditch. <laughs> it's, you know, it's whatever. Just, and and yeah. you just keep on driving. Because I'm never walking. You know, I'm always, like, driving, and I see, like, oh, shit. I like that they use, Quidditch. like, the brooms or a stick as, like, a prop. Because there, there's, Bro, there's really I, not a need for, for I, to have things. I personally know three guys that play Quidditch here, here in Austin. <laughs> personally know them. So, it's like. I'm not one of them. Yeah, Chris, Chris hey, ain't surprising one of them. Surprising Shout out to all the Harry Potter fans. Shout out to, yeah. Shout out to all the Harry Potter shit, fans. Never you know, got into that shit. Let me, me bring neither, it back bro. to, to Columbus and Austin rivalry. Thank you, yes. That was a, that was a good it, little okay, so spinoff. Okay, so <laughs> we got going there. I took us way off. <laughs> way in, off path. In my humble opinion, I feel like out of all the rivalries that are kind of being set up in MLS, a lot of them seem kind of forced, mm-hmm. you know, with, with NYCFC That's and the Red Bulls. It's like, for me, like this Austin Columbus thing, that seems to me like one of the most um, organic. It has some real messy rivalry. But like, you got to lean into it, right? Like you have M- to. MLS has to lean into it. You have to. And it's so weird to me because they scheduled this game. Like whoever, the like, like, they're Austin's only playing two Eastern Conference teams this year. Right, and one of them is Columbus. Like that's not an ass accident, yeah. right? Like yeah. not an accident. That's what we're but about. at the same token, like I sort of went on a, a rant earlier this year because they had this press conference on MLS Media Days where they had, uh, you know, Anthony Precourt, D Haslam, who's the owner of the the crew, and um, whatever, uh, Carl Lindner, the owner of FC Cincinnati, and they had those three on like a press call, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, here we go, baby, here we go. Like, yeah. like, got all my mm-hmm. questions ready to go. And I get on the Zoom call, and they're like, no questions from media. Oh, and I'm what? like, what are we doing here? Like, you're going to schedule this game. Yeah. You're going to open these two stadiums, and you're going to put these three owners on a Zoom call together, and then you're not going to talk about the elephant in the room. Like, so you're yeah. just going to – they didn't even talk about – So, like, I think, you know, the message to MLS is, like, if you want to, like, take advantage of that buzz and you want – you know, this league to be organic and, you know, to have real rivalries, steer into it, baby. Yeah. Have McConaughey out here saying, yeah. screw the crew, wearing this T-shirt, oh, you know? Yeah. Like, he comes out with the drum, he's McConaughey, wearing the T-shirt. McConaughey, hit us up, brother. Hit but, us up. Yeah. Uh, what size are you? Yeah. Just tell us what size hey, you are. He, but that's he, why I think this rivalry ultimately is going to die. It's, it's you not so? you, you, What? No, I, because I, I Austin doesn't care. True. You man, we, but Austin doesn't bro, care. You know what? We're, we're, you know, you know what? Yeah, he's, yeah, right. He's, right. he's right. He's right. He's right. He's right. Austin don't care. Austin wants to be Houston Austin Dallas. Austin don't care, bro. Austin yeah. don't care. Austin yeah. don't care. That, that because, is such a yeah. You're because right, you know bro. what? Because we were, you know, we were trying to promote screw the crew shirt. And we care so much. One of That's our homies, thing, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, they flew a banner over our stadium. How saying how saying. Precourt is a state, bro. Uh-huh. Precourt brought what yes, I've wanted bro. in my city my whole how, life. How bro. fucking dare so, you? So bro. you know what? Precourt is is my homie. If you want smoke with my homie, guess what's gonna yes, happen? Bro. Yes, guess what's yes. gonna happen? But <laughs> then but then you got but then you got people from your own camp saying, yo, this is tacky. This was this was this this, yeah, this, like, this wasn't well done. Okay, I'm sorry that I didn't have smokes and I performed the fucking show. I'm yeah, sorry. It's my I, fault, dude. I don't understand how this doesn't this isn't everybody. I don't understand how like Everybody should be uniquely pissed off and try to see. But why? Why? Why are you pissed from an Austin perspective about the crew? Like, okay, what so what do they do? So from they they started this this uh, like rivalry, talking shit online, social media, mm-hmm. and they attacked the fans, mm-hmm. a part of the club, even though the fans had nothing to do with the fact that their owner wanted to move the club. So 
they brought this on. No, Austin wasn't asking, hey, let's be rivals. You threw hate mm-hmm. at us, and we want to throw it back. Yeah. But because you, that's but, that's the instinct that I get. Also, there's also, you know, I'm just playing devil's advocate like I always do with what you say, B, because you have badass takes, and I like to ask questions so you can keep talking. But don't you think if you put yourself in Columbus' shoes, you're like, fuck you guys. Why are you trying to take my team? Like, mm-hmm. this is my team. This is that my life. That was what got lost the yeah. whole time that I was so frustrated with it. You know, the whole time. Because, like, if you're a Columbus fan, you're like, this is the worst thing that's ever happened in, like, my sports fandom. Yeah. Like, this this, this owner is yeah. trying to take my team. Yeah. And these people in Austin are wearing these freaking scarves that our season ticket money is paying for And these you scarves. see them practicing like, chants. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. All right. No, you would be pissed. Well, bro, so, like, so, like, they're, they're, like, watching this. And, and, you know, they thought that, like, they didn't think, like, Austin's not a soccer city. Like, why did why, why is Austin going to yeah. get a team? Like, but they didn't understand, like, the history of soccer here and, like, the fact that, you and know. But, you know, they were watching all these fans, like, get interested in, in you know, this MLS movement and like the few of them were like talking shit back on uh, online and saying we love pre-court and screw you yeah. guys like yeah, show I up love, to, I love maybe pre-court. maybe if you want to keep your team show up to the stadium and all this stuff yeah and like it started like this but it's like it's like a hundred people tops that care but, about this thing I mean I come you know from I mean? a, yeah like, it's just it's just Twitter like Twitter is not real life that's what you know this if 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 this whole thing taught me one thing it's like Twitter is not real life. That's true. Well, the, well, w- w- the way that I like, see it, bro, that's the end lesson of this yeah. whole Columbus Crusade. That's true, but man, the way that I see it is when you support a club, especially soccer. I came from a, a, a rivalry of a heavy rivalry in my family, the Mexican Clasico America Chivas, and Dude, that's like a yeah, national bro, holiday. It's it's like okay, some, mm-hmm. some people that I know, they're like they support the club, they just support the club. A guy can just say something remotely close to a diss. To a, it's it's on. It's right. on. Regardless of whether you know. It's because there's a lot into it. Because there's a lot, yes, into it. There's because a lot of paperwork. Shit I'm into seeking it. a rivalry. I'm seeking something to to talk shit about my team. Yeah. So I, I want to talk shit back to you. Like that's the type of culture that I came up with during the Mexican Clásicos, the Monterrey versus Tigres. Bro, during those games, man, it was like you would have to wear shoulder pads and fucking you know be ready for a rumble and and. That's the type of vibe that I came up through. So when I see something like that, personally, and I know a lot of people don't see it this way, it takes me off, man. I, I know. And most we also of the, we also don't condone violence. We don't condone we violence, don't condone but violence. I, it's almost like you seek that rival because it, 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 and it also I think it helps the the teams better themselves and and compete against mm-hmm. one another, bro. Mm-hmm. Because you're if imagine if this rivalry does become something because we don't know yet. It's in, in the infancy, right? Yeah. Let's say the game tomorrow something crazy Sunday. happens, like you game say, game we Sunday. win, you know, or Sunday on, on Sunday, and this could come to reality. We're gonna be literally competing against the champions of MLS, right? Yeah. And a mm-hmm. team that is a lot better and that can compete in the MLS. Yeah. And for us to to come out for that game and like give it our all, it's like a final. It, it mm-hmm. only makes us better and I want that for the team, yeah. man. Yeah. And I'm disappointed personally that not everybody sees it this way and some yeah. people do. There's some there's some, some people uh, do, but yeah. not the majority one thing the, the, the majority doesn't doesn't want to doesn't want to care or they look around or they're like, "Eh, it's whatever." Like that that type of mentality, that vibe, man. That, Before man, you on, come in, Melo, I want to say that there's a lot of silent Austin FC fans. There's a lot of silent fans that don't really speak their mind. You know what I'm saying? Like, Facts. there's, like, people behind the scenes that will say, yo, I really agree with what you're saying and your podcast and blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, haha, cool. But then, like, on, like, you know, on social media or whatever, they don't express their opinions 100%. It's almost like they, 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 they like us of, because we say what they think. 
and we're Some, out openly, you know, doing this. Screw the crew. When Loki, you got a fan sitting down. Yeah, screw the crew. I'm not gonna tweet it. Or I'm not gonna do this. But you're right. Screw the crew. And we're out here. <laughs> there's a lot of crew, there's a lot of silent I mean? fans. There's a lot there's a lot of silent fans. But Melo, you wanted to say something. Yeah, I just think, uh, like you said, Chris. Um, for me, just for the fact that Precore wanted to move the club, and and there was like obviously like uh, people upset who are Columbus fans, obviously. Um, and then, you know, hate started to be thrown around on social media or whatever. I just feel like that inherently creates that football animosity that mm -hmm. you kind of need for like an organic rivalry compared to some of the most business like rivalry things a that derby. they've been trying to a do. A derby yeah. gets considered a rivalry because you're in the same city. That's it. Yeah. You want to you want to talk about business? I want to ask this. I want to ask a question. New York to your is question. red. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. New York oh, is it's blue. blue. New York is yeah. red. It's a derby. This is not a derby. This is something and, else. And, and New York came out of nowhere. Yeah. Just Reina out of Manchester City. Reina. You know? <laughs> New York City so, FC, right? Yeah. Reina, that yeah, was his NYC. baby yeah. also. Yeah. That was his baby. He brought a bunch of stars, but I wanted to I wanted to ask this. You talk about business and we're talking about controversy and rivalry. The fact that the MLS, and we were talking about this, Chris, on the way over here. The fact that the MLS, when they made the schedule, they were like, yo, let's make the home opener Columbus Crew versus Austin FC. Somebody probably was like, no, 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 hell no. That would make it way too obvious that we trying to make this happen. So what they did is they probably just pushed it back one week and they made it the second game at Q2. Bro, why is it the second game at Q2, bro? You, I mean, we we, we couldn't have it. The There's also the another game. part to this that I don't know if you guys have caught on to is that uh, next weekend, the, week, the game after this for Columbus is their stadium opener. Oh. Yeah. So Damn. like it's the last, so they, they just closed down Old Crew Stadium. And now they're coming to Austin, which obviously has some significance. And then they're going to their and home home, their new home. Yeah, about that. Which is like, Christian I still, I agree, I agree with you. It's so like, again, it goes back to the lean into it. Like, if you're going to do it, make it the first game. Yeah. Right? Like, how? Don't like, just tease oh, me, baby. Imagine, <laughs> don't just tease me, Can you imagine baby? what that would have been like last week if that was the first game? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Man. my God. Yeah. I think, I think just, it, it would have been bad for Austin fans. There would have been more crew been like, fans. It would have been, no, there wouldn't, there would have been more crew fans that are going to be, than, than are going to be here this Sunday, or what do you mean? I think that they, like, I think this Sunday there's not going to be many crew fans. You don't think uh, so? I don't think so, because they were yeah. already talking shit about uh, $70 ticket pricing. So they might be like a protest. And saying like I'm not gonna pay seventy dollars to go down. But you, know? you don't it might think, be like a protest. You don't think there's some crew fans after all that's been happening? They They're don't want to. No, come I mean in. yes, but like if anything, Listen, they'll I'm be Ohio, older gentlemen. We're cheap. They're not coming down here. That's man. what I'm saying. They it's gonna be. It's gonna be older. <laughs> they don't want to spend the money on the airfare plus a seventy dollars. We don't ticket. want them over here, anyways, man. If if you see anybody with like. Ohio gear is gonna be maybe like oh. maybe parents of players that are in the area or like no they'll, they'll be here I mean there will be like uh, man I know, wish a dozen of them I wish know? the yeah, reason I, I wish the reason few, they don't come here is few. because they're scared not because they're cheap man that, that's that's the thing man, I mean Austin FC is not gonna do no Kansas dude, City shit where they post be, like some cartel yeah, picture I would be so pissed if like I would be so pissed if a lot of fans come in and just gently walk and sit down and get well I think that. Not to give people ideas, because I actually think this is like, I don't know if any Columbus fans will listen to this, but like, I do think that there's a sentiment from the front office that they're a little bit concerned that people are going to come in and, and try to start shit and they're going to, you know, go, you know, wreck some stuff in the stadium and, and, you know, be that kind of petty. And 
you know, I was talking about this with uh, Roberto Silva, who who is uh, my business partner and the uh, executive director of the Striker Texas, and but he used to run stadiums in Brazil, and what he was telling me uh, was it's really interesting. Like he was saying that when they have big rivalry games, they basically will set up like stuff in the bathrooms and like direct all the opposing fans to a certain area of the stadium they're only allowed to go to that bathroom so then so they it's like they have like stuff there that they're like okay you can break this like we know that you're gonna break this so like so like so this you break this yeah Yeah, break this yeah i don't think mls is there man that's no i don't yeah that's definitely brazil although how much i would love it to be like (laughs) to be fair crew fans did bust up the bathrooms in crew stadium when they were trying to prove that free court was like you know, they like they busted the bathrooms Wait, of their own stadium, and so then they posted tw- uh, pictures of it. Their own they, stadium, bro. They, they, pic- own they posted stadium. pictures of it, and they were like, "Look, they're not taking care of the bathrooms." Oh my god! Yeah. Oh, that, that's what they were. T- so that really so, happened, yeah. So I I did see that this morning when I was doing my round of uh, research on the on the subject. I saw two things. I saw a, a big tweet out there of a picture of a ketchup stand. That had one mustard bottle and one ketchup bottle, right? And it, the tweet was how, like, Precourt was, uh, yeah, he was, like, treating yeah. the fans bad and, you know, not giving them what they need to enjoy a, a proper game day. Yeah. And then I also saw that the restrooms were being maintained. So I was like, oh, I mean, I guess they stopped paying for, like, the cleaning services or something. He was trying nah, to save they, buck. Their own fans fucked but it up. But their own fans fucked up the, the I bet uh, you, restrooms. I wouldn't be surprised if the cameraman who took that picture of the bottle was holding the rest of the <laughs> bottles, dude. Just like, look, man, look what they're doing. Bro, this is this yeah. is almost losers, this is almost bro. like It's politics, January man. It's like, it's, it's freaking. Oh, bro. I, oh, my God. This yeah. is tough. This is tough. And yeah. then it's That's how I felt reporting on this thing it's though. It's like I was telling you on the drive over. It's like the guy who uh so there's a documentary coming out. Uh I think uh he's definitely showing it in Columbus this week. I think it's going to be on Copa 90 eventually. Um pretty good telling of the Save the Crew story, but oh. it also has a lot of like uh Austin people in it. Uh like he he interviewed I think Josh Jackson, Andrew Urban. Um Who who directed it? Uh the guy's name is Sean Sean Turner. Uh, I got to know him pretty well. He's actually from England, but he lived in Columbus for a bit, and he um, he does F one stuff. So like he's down in Austin quite so a bit. So they're just gonna, you know, glorify save the crew. It's saved, and uh, you know the well. See, this Austin. is. I mean, we can get into this part too because Hernan on the drive over was also saying like it is a cool story. Yeah. Like if you yeah. just separate yourself from the Austin side of it, like these fans saved their team. They like did. They, they did. did a whole movement, like, bro. Like out of nowhere. Yeah, and so I that's know, the part that, like, I think that if you – and I think that was my takeaway because I watched the documentary. Uh, Sean sent me a uh, screener of it, and I'll have, like, a preview up on uh, on the Striker Texas. It actually kind of shows – some of the footage uh, never b- before seen kind of shows how close the Austin Stadium was to, to not happening, at least the way that it, it happened. Like, uh, there was a lot of tension in, in uh, the city council that day, and, like, I feel like us as writers could only capture so much of it. And Sean – literally got like the audio of things that nobody else heard from from pre-court of saying like like basically like there was a moment where they were like i don't know if this deal is going to work like yeah they were yeah so so that's some good history that you can check up on uh on the striker and on um copa 90 but my point with that is you know we were talking on the drive over about um you know just the the other side of this story which is that and I kind of feel this too. I think that Sunday is going to be 
personally kind of a cool day for me because like this is a matchup I never thought was going to happen. Yeah. Like I yeah. I didn't think that like if the crew was going to exist then Austin wasn't going to have MLS and Austin if Austin FC was going to exist then yeah. my you know like Ohio wouldn't the crew was no longer going to exist and now they're playing each other like this is this is like I think it's a moment that I didn't even allow myself to like think about for for several years and, and that it's yeah. going to actually happen so like that's the other I think that's the other end of this thing is like I hope there's a lot of promo going yeah, into this. To Melo's point, this is something that could it's very it's an it, it's in its infancy, but this is something that could become something big and become a really big rivalry if the Austin FC fans want to make it or if the MLS wants to lean into it. And as far as the way it seems, the majority of Austin FC fans kind of just eh, you know. Yeah. But you talk about Chris how you know the in the part of that uh, documentary how Precor is like, oh, this deal might not happen. Uh, L- Leslie Poole, <laughs> lady from city council, she was a huge, uh, not a wall in this, but she was just like a, sa- like a, I guess like a safety. She was just taking care of Austin, I guess some people could say. I mean, different way you could look at it. Anti-Austin FC? She not, mm, she, she says she's just worried about the contract. Like, I, I wrote down four key things that she was demanding from PSV Precor. The one was that sh- they required Prescore Ventures to pay rent at market rate required Prescore Ventures to fully fund a new train station and then to establish a solid transportation slash traffic plan along with heavy financial penalties if they relocated again. Mm-hmm. And whenever everything happened, the 7-4, there's this famous little video of <laughs> Precourt going up to Leslie Poole and she tells him some stuff like, oh, my, like you better set, you better do what you're out here saying because yeah. you're on record type stuff. And Precourt is just there like, and she's like on a platform. Yeah, yeah. Up, like staring down, yeah, at like him, staring yeah. down, and she it just looks like a mom telling her son, like, You, you better. better not do it again, Sonny. <laughs> you know, and then and then Precor's just like, Okay, okay, I'll let uh-huh. you go with your friends, but you all better right, be mom. back by okay, nine. Mom. And then he, he, you know, and then he shows up at like two in the morning, all drunk and shit. But uh, I mean, you know, you say that with this Matthew that McConaughey, you say, with Matthew, <laughs> dazed and confused, dazed and confused, yeah. but. You know, you say that this almost didn't happen. Like, if but wait, sorry to cut you off. Did, are those things now? Are they? Is that in the contract now? I don't know. You don't know for sure. Some of this stuff. Some is. of that stuff is. Uh, okay. I have the. Uh, see, that's what I was gonna say about the the, the Leslie Pool stuff because I, in my like uh, desk, I have like this uh, binder that's like, Damn. it's like super thick. It's got all the like stadium plans, all this stuff. One of the things I think that's in there, and I should go try and find this, was uh, Leslie Pool had one of her poor staffers spend like weeks maybe maybe like a whole month where this was literally his job was to just do all the calculations on like how much tax money would be lost over like a 25 year span because they built the stadium on this land instead of like selling it to like private people so it was like like it was like all this stuff and and i was like trying to like read through it all and make sure that it was factual like oh my god i wasted so much of my life on this shit (laughs) i'm just thinking of now 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 you got me just thinking about how many hours i spent just that sounds interesting man this is one of the this is one of the juiciest topics in recent mls history that's why you know the the screw the crew t-shirts are going around there's this talk about rivalry being made but before we close in on this topic of columbus and we move into the recap of the disaster in saint paul (laughs) <laughs> I want to ask you guys y'all score predictions for the game on Sunday. Realistic score prediction because you know you know what my girl told me. Shout out to my girl and most importantly shout out to her nephew uh, Julian. He watches our videos all the time and he comments all the time. 
You can you can see his recent comment. Shout out to that little dude. He's like five. And my nephew, Winnie. <laughs> they always watch our videos, bro. Shout out to them. But you know what she told me, bro? She's like, hey, some of your recent takes have been way off. And I, no, <laughs> not, not, not like not only my takes, but she's my uh, score thoughts. Yeah. And, and I was like, you know what? Don't 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 talk to me about soccer. <laughs> you, you, you don't know. You don't know what what goes into this. Talk to me about nails. Talk to me about clothes. And then and, and then like she that. was like, Minnesota, you know, it's gonna beat you too. She nothing. actually she actually called it to the score. To the, no, I'm just kidding. Bro. She didn't call. <laughs> but I want to ask you she guys. She had bro. the goal scorers. She had yeah. she had the goal scorer. I think she even placed a bet and she hit for like twelve like twelve hundred on. <laughs> what's the app called? Uh, Bovada, Bovada, whatever the fuck. But what's your score uh, predictions for Sunday? I don't know, bro. To be realistic, like you said, not you know being biased or anything, it's it's gonna be hard to say. But two zero, bro, Columbus. Awesome. Get out of town. Get out and of town. I'm being realistic, hey, bro. Get out of town. I'm being realistic. And take and this this Kansas City as, score. As much as I want Austin SC to score that first goal, as much as I want them to win, bro. Just, bro, this past game was shit. And so, we're like we were saying, Beijing. Columbus is a strong team overall. The culture was great. Yeah. They're coming. They're coming hungry, like, bro. This was planned, you know. And so, realistically, bro, I don't know. Two zero, Melo. Man, that's a tough one. How how was it seeing the from vacation? I saw. I couldn't see it because uh, you're restricted. Oh, because of the you're out of area? location. Yeah. Oh, okay. But I um I saw the highlights. You didn't miss it. You didn't miss anything. Um, it's so whatever. Um, for. Against Minnesota, um, we're shite. And my, my big problem with, with Columbus is they're a really good team, yeah. current MLS champs. And yeah. my biggest concern is the injury list. Mm. If we continue with this pattern of, one, getting injured, two, not getting back our players, and the performance against uh, Minnesota was not good. And And – Nick Lima being out is is key. Mm -hmm. um, if Ring is not back, I think he will be though. He will be. If if he's back, I'm I'm a little more optimistic. Mm -hmm. um, but no, Danny Pereira. Well, is he gonna be back? By, I think he will uh, be by back. Columbus. I think but he he's will not be back. a star, bro. They can't throw if him out there like that. They would though. They would. I feel they like would. we we need to, um, because while little Sebastian, you know, he he's doing the best that he can, and, be. and 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 he needs minutes. He's still like really young. He's no he's no ring and he's no Danny Pereira. Mm -hmm. So Diego has been holding it down, yeah. but he's he's probably getting tired. Yeah. And yeah. we have no bench. Yeah. Redes is not doing good. Tronco. 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 Uh, pinch poke, <laughs> yo me a coke. <laughs> <laughs> um, Drink water. You know what like I mean? Agua. Like So I, I have I have very low confidence and, and we saw against Minnesota when, when Brad Stuber is not playing like OP level, Manuel Neuer. You know what I'm saying? Like incredible. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna get scored on. Yeah. So we cannot bet on our goalkeeper being OP, going yeah. ham every game because it's, it's not realistic. It's not gonna happen. Yeah. So, all that to say, um, I don't see a positive result. I think, I think we'll score a goal. I'm gonna go. Hopefully, it's the first one. I'm gonna go two one. Two one to like, Columbus. Okay. Bali, Bali, you wanna chime in? Bali from behind the scenes. 3-0, we'll lose. No oh doubt about it. Oh, my God. God. No doubt about it. You know, it was <laughs> embarrassing. It was embarrassing yesterday. I'm disgusted by the performance, and I don't expect much. No ring, no Danny. So, you know what's going to happen. 
bad news for us. So pray, pray, pray oh a lot. Be your turn. Man, I'm sick of this, bro. We're wearing screw the crew shirts, bro. We're talking about 3-0, man. These players are up for it. They know the rivalry here, man. Yep. They, look, whatever you saw in Minnesota, San Jose, that was a I almost team. feel like you could almost set that a little bit aside. This is going to be a final, man. And and I got faith in the players. Diego's tweet kind of gave me a little bit of props of, like, this Sunday is a different game for us. I feel like this is a final for them, and I feel like we can get a result, dude. I, I got a 2-1 two, two victory, man, for Austin. It's, it's screw the crew over here for me, man. I, Hey, look, you could give me about realistic, they're the champions, man. I'm more of emotion, man. I, I feel like this is a big, we haven't scored a Q2. The fans are going to be out here. Los Betas are going to be out here. La Murga's going to be out there. It's going to be a final. And this is the crew, the, the crew. Screw the crew, man. 2-1. Austin, Texas, man. Chris. Uh, you know, like, I would love to see a competitive game. Uh, I think it'd be, like, really fun for the rivalry or, you know, like the potential for the rivalry if they, there was a late winner in this thing. But I just, like... I mean, Bali and, and Mello, like, it's just – I was watching last night from, you know, from – I was in Minnesota, and, and, you know, it was men against boys in that on that on that bench. That's, that was the title of your It, uh, it was men article. against boys, and it's not, like, the player's fault necessarily because a lot of those guys like Manny Perez and – and um, and uh, no, uh, Aiden Stanley. They first oh, – oh, yeah. it was their first MLS start, yeah. and it's like – and, little, and, and Sebastian Berhalter got thrown out like 10 minutes before kickoff. They're like, oh, you're starting. He's like, what? You know, yeah. We played with 10 men. Redes was not there. So yeah. it's just, you know it's what just, I mean? It, oh it's God. like there. I think this team, like Josh, I think Josh Wolf has good ideas. I think that, you know, he's got a few players. But, you know, Tomas Pochettino is not going to be Tomas Pochettino until he's got another player next to him that's better than he is. That's just – that's that's real. Like, I, I think that he'll – I think you'll love Tomas Pochettino by the end of the year, but it's going to be after somebody else unlocks him because he's right now he's trying to do too much. And I think Cecilia Dominguez, like, as good as he's been at nine, like, they need to have somebody that's actually playing the nine and let him yeah. drift in from the left and actually play the way that, that Josh yeah. wants him to play. Be creative. And, like, right now they're too banged up. Like, Matt Beasler's banged up. I don't know if you guys caught that from the presser last night. He, he had a – uh, you know, contusion and, and he, you know, he wasn't ready to go for last night. He was, he was in Minnesota, but you know, and then Alex ring, obviously, you know, he might be ready to go, but I don't know, you know, can you expect him to be hundred percent? I mean, you, you guys like Alex ring, if he can go, he's going to go. And yeah. and last night he said, I can't go. So like that tells you he's, he's hurting pretty bad. And then, um, you know, like Nick Lima, I don't think we'll see him for probably, you know, a few weeks at least. I think they said three matches. Yeah. So I somebody say that. So you th you take all that into account, and I just think it's three nothing Columbus. Like this. God like damn, look at bro. look at the look at the roster. Like look at look at Lucas Zalaran, uh, Zardes, um, you know. Milton Valenzuela is one of yeah, the best left backs in the league. Team, like Kevin Molino's bro, back. I should have gone last. Kevin bro. Kevin Molino's back and he's he's actually playing. Like you want Kevin Molino running at uh, you know Hector Jimenez. Like my dude, G. Like hey, I I, I would my love to G. see a competitive game. I just think that like Columbus is the better team. And like like yeah, and I, a final anything can happen. I, maybe I'm I, maybe I'm in danger here because I think the players might actually listen to you guys and I don't think they listen to me. But uh, <laughs> sorry guys, like. I mean, come out and prove Bro, it. Like, it like, yeah. yeah, you got a, a really strong team that's been showing good champions against a team that's been injury prone and, and is not looking good.
But I feel like the players are going to see this game as a final, man, as a yeah. one-off yeah. game, man. They're yeah. going to see this as, like, but who like, cares who we play next? I who think cares who's injured? One-off game. Julio Cascante said last night, in, in, you know, I sort of asked him, like, what's been community, communicated to you guys? Because, I mean, it's obviously frustrating to go out there and, and you're, you're trying your best, but you don't have it, right? Like, you don't have the pieces around you to – to be competitive in a game like last night and you know what's been communicated to you guys about like what's coming like you got you know more people and he was just like you know it's a team we gotta we gotta try our best you know everybody's trying their best like even the guys that are playing out of position are trying their best and i just asked him like is your best good enough right now because like even if they play their best like if you put out the 11 that played last night i just they need help, you know. That's, I mean, it's on Claudio and Josh to get, you know, to get some of these signings across the line. Otherwise, this team's not making the playoffs. Like, mm-hmm. the team that played last night, like those guys, I think are gonna be good. But that was a, that was a U23 side, man. Like that yeah. was, well, that was, you know, those guys need minutes. They need professional minutes to get better. And last night was good experience for them. But, um, you know, against especially with Minnesota bringing in the players that they did, um, you know, early this season, they had a couple. The, the two goal scorers weren't on the team last, Mello, last time you, around. What are you so highlighting right there, Melo? What are you trying to say? Look at, I mean, just, just in terms of numbers of goals. For, for those of you listening, Melo just pulled Luis up. Luis Diaz, we didn't even mention him. They know. just Melo you know just pulled I mean? up like Columbus uh, goal Stats, and, and, I mean, we, we can't score. We can't score a goal to save our life. <laughs> you yeah. know, like, against Columbus, come on. Bro, we're gonna see Gallagher back. We're gonna see Stroud back. Red is not we're gonna, gonna feel play. the Nani whole Pérez. different team. Romagna is we're not gonna, gonna play. It's gonna be Cascante, Beasley. If he's back, Zani's gonna play left back. Nick yeah. Lima's injured. He's out. Ring might play. Fago's gonna play. Toto says. But bro, they're coming like, back from injury, man. Don't, don't, I know they're coming back from injury, but it's, it's not don't give like the Minnesota game too much of a context as far as coming into the Columbus game. It's what I saw in Minnesota, bro, was just like they just it was put horrible. a team together was, and they just was, put them on the field. It was they're horrible to watch. Hoping for the best because. One thing I asked was, like, what was the plan? Was there any plan? Like, I feel like we didn't have a plan. Like, who who was supposed to be the the, guy to score? The plan was that uh, Nick Lima and Alex Ring were supposed to be on the field, you know? Like, uh, he said – Josh Wolf said last night that the team was kind of shook by halftime because, you know, uh, 10 minutes before kickoff, they found out that Ring can't go. Sebastian Berhalter gets put into that situation. And then, uh, you know, less than 10 minutes in – uh, Nick Lima's laying on the on the floor in front of his bench with his you know head in the head, head in the grass and these guys you know Aiden Stanley's playing his first ever game he's watching like the two leaders of the team that were supposed to be out on the field you know go off like how's that do do what's that do to you mentally I thought that yeah. they came out in the second half and they tried but like I honestly like I think he made the right call to take Cecilia off at halftime save him for Sunday because like even if you know I, I just don't think they were gonna go do anything with that game I, I don't know. I think Michael was a rough spot to be in. I think for ever for everybody yeah. involved, like yeah. Josh Wolf had it kind of prepared what he was going to say. Shambles. You can tell he'd been like kind of stewing on it. It's all a night. rough part of the season. Shambles right of the game. Mike Lahoud called it in in the in the in the broadcast. He said Cecilio and Poch were kind of like Poch was getting real frustrated, and he yeah. was just throwing like little temper tantrums, mm-hmm. especially with Redes. <laughs> but I mean, I can't blame him. Well, I think that's what's frustrating, and this is what I say about like you need better players around yeah. a guy like that because. He's used to playing in Argentina. Yeah. And, like, and I think i got to be careful how I say this, but I think the style of play is one thing when you come from South America to MLS because it's a lot more physical, but, like, guys aren't as technical. And, like, some of the balls that come in, like, if you play that ball in South America, man, like, you're <laughs> – like. 
you're going to get talking to like, you yeah. know, like, and, and that's, I think what's happening a lot with Pochettino is I think he's trying to do too much himself because he's tired of, it's like the Cristiano Ronaldo syndrome. He's like playing for Portugal and this guy's like not playing how his Real Madrid teammates do. And he's like, what the hell are you doing? And it's like, yeah. he plays for Porto. He doesn't play for Real Madrid. Like yeah. we, we, we've called this in the podcast before. In, in my opinion, Toto has been extremely disappointing because a, a lot of his balls are, I put it this way in my column the other, like last week or whatever. Like he's playing just well enough to like stay on the field. Like he's putting in a shift. Like he's playing de- defense defensively. I think okay. But he, he's losing some some like he's getting pickpocketed. I think more than <laughs> there was a chance against San Jose that almost led to a goal that like Brad Stuver Brad Stuver saved uh, Pochettino's ass. Mm. I think on, on Saturday oh. night. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you know he's yeah, that was a good save. You're just waiting on one of those free kicks, or like he has some nice flicks and stuff like that. You can yeah. tell he's skillful. Like I, it was funny last night. Uh, uh, we were at the bar afterward um, at Blackheart, um, and some of the fans. Somebody came in. Oh, my 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 buddy that came, uh, that I was with from Minnesota. They went to the game, and you know he's never been to a Minnesota United game, but. I asked them who they thought the best players on Austin were, just like, you know, somebody who's seen the same team for the first time. And you know who they said? They said number 10 and number 7, the two best man. two players on Austin FC. And I thought that was really interesting because I was standing with the Austin FC fans, and they were like, what? But, like, I think for somebody that's seen the team for the first time, you can see how skillful the, yeah. the Pochettino is, you know? Yeah. You just need, need some confidence. Hey, bro, I got some fan questions here for Chris Bills. But before that I get into them, do you guys have any questions for Chris Bills? As we approach I, the end, I just got to say one thing. You know, I, I know I'm being a little harsh with the, with me, me, me and Chris. We might be a little harsh with the three zero, but I think he got a spot on. I think that the players need to prove it to us. You know, shut us up. Damn, you know, dude. prove it to us. A Sunday night, go all out and prove that we can out go out there and beat the champions. Because let's let's get it right. Columbus are champions. It's mm-hmm. a final. They are bro. champions. So let's go out there and just prove prove to us, prove to the fans. Because if the fans, I'm telling you right now, we're gonna be screaming to the whole 90 minutes. Los Verdes, La Murga, they're going to be screaming the whole 90 minutes, bro. Mm-hmm. So prove it to us. Sh- shut me up, please. <laughs> bro, we got a lot of fan questions, but I'm going to just filter, filter through the best ones. Yeah. All right? The first one, you ready? And these are directly for you because I said, hey, if you got any questions for Chris Bills, send them in, right? So the one that I wanted to ask you first, it says, do you think Wolf should be worried about a replacement? Uh, a replacement? Coach? Yeah. Like, do you think somebody he should be worried nah, about somebody, somebody said that to me last night. Uh, wh- who tweeted that at me? Somebody tweeted, like, you know, does Josh Wolf need to b- worry a bit about his job security? And I think I quote tweeted, and I said, uh, talk to me in 2023. Oh, yeah. It's like <laughs> what I was saying to Sergio. You know, like, this is MLS, man. Like, yeah. you're not going to get fired your first year as a head coach when the boss brought you in to, like, get your – you know, get your feet wet, like yeah. build your resume. We're not at that point yet. And like I said, I think Josh Wolf has good ideas. I, you know, I think he, he just doesn't have the pieces right now. Yeah. And I think he's frustrated because of the injuries, because I think the plan was always to bring in some people in the summer. They're shorthanded. Yeah. And this is, this is next one is from Oak army. Shout out to my boy, Jens. Hey, shout out to Oak army, Jose. man. Shout Jose. out to them out there in Oak I army. See you. As soon as it says any status on our, on our third DP, any rumors, we need a striker. Yeah, I mean, Josh Wolf said it last night. They they need a striker, and they've been looking, and they're zeroing in. So I think that's a good sign. I think that um, you know one thing that's int- been interesting about following transfers with Austin FC is that 
they're so buttoned up. Like they don't, they're not going to leak it from their side. And so you're really relying on, uh, you know, if you guys want to go stake out some, uh, South American newspapers and let me know what you find, like, uh, you know, I should probably do be, be doing yeah. more than that, more than that, more of that than I am right now. But, uh, yeah, I don't have too many names for you. I know Ake Loba was linked, but it looks like he's going to Nashville. Yeah. They scooped him uh, up. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. I mean, it's possible that. What if he goes off? It's possible there's a bidding war going on. What there, if he like absolutely tears up the league? <laughs> dude, that'd be so uh, bad. Dude. He scores 20 goals by the end, by the end of the season whenever he actually plays. Oh my god. Kai Kamara is still a free agent. There you go. But he's hanging out and he's uh, kicking it in Sierra Leone. So he just sent Sierra Leone to the uh, Asian. Uh, yeah, didn't Asian Michael Cup. tweet that? I, I, saw, I saw Michael. The African Nations uh, Cup. Yeah. Cup of Nations. The Af- was it the African Nations League Cup or something like that? Yeah, the Champions, Africa Cup of African Nations. Nations. So like the Champions. first time in their history they've made it to the Damn. to the actual tournament. And A lot of that stuff has yeah, been happening recent. Yeah, African Nations Champions League. Co- like countries that haven't been to a major tournament are now going for like it's been happening for a long time. Yeah. But another question. This is from uh, <laughs> this funny name, Tommy the Kami. That's funny. <laughs> what? Tommy the Kami from Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> My he comrade. Said, he's, he's a comrade. He's a comrade. <laughs> he says that uh, what holes to fill. What holes to fill to help with maintaining possession and sloppy passes in the midfield. Well, like I said, I think they need another midfielder, and I think you know, as much as good as Danny Pereira has done, like it seems like they're grooming him to be sort of the backup for for Alex Ring. They actually want him to play the six, and so. I think they're looking to have somebody next to Pochettino in front of those two, and I think that that's what's gonna make this team uh, click. When you know, when Claudio Reyna was talking about midfield forward, and actually seemed like they were more focused on, and I don't think that is, this is the case anymore because I think they fully see that they need a striker now. But I think they're almost more focused on getting like a, you know, a number ten, um, and I think that's what's gonna unlock the potential for this team if they can actually get that across the line. Now we move to Twitter. It's from uh, Mathis Jensen. He said, it's no secret we struggle on offense. Say you have to assign percentages of blame. How does Chris Bill split it up between <laughs> one, injuries, two, quality of players, and three, tactics? I saw this on, on Twitter. There's a, uh, there's a lot of different That's directions question, you can go man. with this one, yeah. Because I think that, you know, surface level, I think it's, what is it? It's uh, injuries, tactics, and, and quality of quality players. players. I think it's at like at least forty percent quality right now. You gotta think about. It. I'm gonna go. God, they, they, I'm gonna go fifty percent quality, thirty percent um, injuries, and twenty percent um, tactics. Tactics. So Wolf's your guy. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that the tactics are good. They don't have the players to pull yeah. it off right now, and yeah, that's the biggest problem uh, they have. Y'all remember some video on YouTube when we were like in middle school or whatever that had that song, 20% skill, 50% yeah. Yeah. That was Every soccer <laughs> highlight video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah. 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 Like did you yeah. remember the name? That was my MySpace. Yeah. But like the catch 22 that I got into when I was thinking about this though is like, are you talking about quality with the, in, including the injuries? And like how, like, I feel like those two are tied together too much yeah. to. To really For me, out. it's like I've, I've I've echoed this. I say we want to play like Barcelona, but we don't have yeah Barcelona, Barcelona yeah, yeah. players. You right. know, like I I like Josh Wolf, but I think he needs to maybe like tweak a little bit. Well, he has tweaked. You know, yeah. they tweaked in Kansas City. They tweaked yeah. in Seattle. And plus, I want to see a four four two. He's played four four two the last three games. 
They played four four two the second half last night. It just didn't. Yeah. They had a, they had Aiden uh, Stanley playing uh, the yeah in double pivot with uh, who was still on the field at that point. Who was up front with the, uh, Cecilio Manny, right? Manny Perez, yeah. which yeah. was kind of strange, bro. Man, but then they I, moved him. Yeah, I was out here vouching for Manny. I did say off the bench though. I never said anything about Manny Perez being good starting. I never said anything about that. <laughs> Manny Perez hard. off the heart. bench. He has heart. All right, next question. Two more, two more, right? This is the one of, of two. Uh, Michael Heyman, he says, keeping to, keeping to identity is really important, but has there been any thought to changing style of play to generate better possession and better goal-scoring chances? There have been some mistakes trying to play so much out the back. Yeah, I mean, I think that you've seen that, like I said, in, in Kansas City and Seattle, and, um, you know, they played a little bit more 4-4-2, um, you know, gave, put Diego back to sort of help Alex ring out a little bit, and, uh, you know, had Cecilio and um, Pochettino sort of dropping in, and then the wings were almost moving up to the forwards, and so they're trying some different things. I just, again, I, I think it's more personnel than it is anything else right now. All right, last one, bro. It's from a Twitter account named Erling Braut. They use a Holland picture as an Abbey. It's, it's crazy. Oh, that Twitter. guy, yeah. This is I know, crazy. I know, I, know wild, yeah, I know that wild. guy. He's wild yeah. on Twitter, bro. <laughs> he says, uh, this is the last question. He says, in your opinion, how bad is it affecting the team chemistry, the fact that some of our players do not speak English? Is there a language barrier? Uh, I don't think that's a huge issue. I don't know what you guys think about that because you probably like, experienced I'm, a bit of that. But like – or like – you maybe know a little bit better it's, than I it, do, but like it's not hard to say. It's more I gestures, yeah, yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hey, those guys hey, all just they, grunts they, they and the gestures. Yeah. They're pros. Yeah, like that one body language. Like that one. Like that one vine of uh, Pique, uh, Victor Valdez, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, who's the other guy? Afalai. Oh, you the ball to me. You the ball to me. The ball to me. The ball to me. Hey, wey, dile que cuando está aquí que me pase el balón aquí. Hey, hey, hey. The ball to him. And then he's like, no, hombre, es que como McDonald's me traigo un inglés. Es que ha ido comido el McDonald's. And then here comes Pique. He's like, hey, Valde, Shakira tiene una prima que te la quiero presentar. Bro, go, go content, bro. Hey, bro, y'all got anything left for Chris, bro? Give me out the hot seat here. No, I'm just kidding. Anything else for Chris before we close the the podcast? I appreciate you coming out. I'll ask you something, Chris. Sure. Do you see Austin FC in the playoffs at the end of the season? At that, this point, I don't that, think so. I mean, I just, like, we talked about it. I don't remember if this was on or off air, but I think this next stretch of four games is just – it's brutal because they don't have – I think they want to get somebody in in the next few weeks or maybe by August, but look look at look at the schedule. I mean, they got to play uh, Portland at home, LAFC at home, Seattle at home, and that's after Columbus on Sunday. So I think it's just going to be – it, you know, they have to squeeze some points out of that to even have a chance because if you're looking at nine points through 13 games at that point, like, you've got yeah. – 21 games left to get 45 points. Like, good luck. You know? Yeah. Agreed. All right, boys. Man. Closing it up. Shout out hey. to that boy Chris Bills, though. We si- shout out Chris Bills. Shout out Chris Bills. Shout out Chris Bills. Billies. Uh, yeah, it was, it was appreciate him coming through. Crew fan. Yeah. Kind of. Crew fan. Allegedly. Not really. Uh, you know. Not li- not Probably. Really. I, I think uh, he represents Austin. You're right. He does represent Austin. Yeah. All right. This has been the Top Flight Podcast. Thank you for checking us out. Make sure to like and subscribe. Uh, shout out to all of our fans, everybody, all my nephews, Wheeling, Julian, everybody. Thank you for checking us out. We'll be back next week. And let's get it, boys. Screw the, the crew. Podcast.